Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, folks, and welcome to another hour of the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. With me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Today's date is Monday. Yeah, Monday. Time is really flying, isn't it? Monday. November? No. January? No, 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 no. February ninth, two thousand fifteen. United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. That's right. Time, time really, time really is flying, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But uh, we're here. We're broadcasting again. We're having a great time. It's been a great year so far. 
even though we're only a month in, <laughs> a month into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, let me just um let me just start off by saying this. You know, I uh I had a little bit of wine. Yeah. I had a little bit of wine and I'm starting to show off with a little wine, but I want to ask this question right now. How many of you have tasted expensive wine? Now, now, wait a minute now. I'm not trying to, you know, throw down that I I can afford, you know, the best wines, you know, all of that stuff. Don't get it. Don't 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 be that way. Just listen for a minute. Have you ever noticed that the most expensive wine tastes the worst? I mean, it's just awful. But the lower you go down on the wine scale, like when you get down to the $2 bottle of white port, a pint of white port or a pint of stout or something like that, Boone's Farm, Mad Dog... 2020, you know, all of those, they taste great, don't they? And you get a much quicker buzz. Now, I'm not much of a drinker. It's true. But I do on occasion like to sample a bit of red wine because it's actually good for you, especially when you get to be my age, a very young 53 you know it helps to thin out the blood a little bit and you know and lessen the um you know the opportunity for me to wake up in the middle of the night suffering from a massive coronary heart attack it'll thin the blood out a little bit so it's good it's good to have a little wine before bedtime especially red wine and this is what i have right here on this desk however it is the worst tasting red wine on this on God's green earth. And you know what? I continue to buy it because I don't get much of a buzz off of it, you know, from it. And you know, it's still good for me. So it's good. But on to the show. You know, oh, we got some great folks in the chat room. Lady Michelle's in the house. Uh wow, we got quite a few people. Karen Hunter is uh Karen Hunter is in the shop. Karen from Idaho and Casanova Frankenstein, Alexander Solo, the Marines from Camp Pendleton. We got the Republican Marine in the house and the binary prince. Good. Good to have them all here. Some of the usual suspects are in the house tonight. Well, let's get started. Ever since I saw a woman bathing in her breakfast cereal, my brain has been crumbling. I find I now live in a world where the president of this of the greatest most powerful country on earth the greatest country folks the earth has ever known besides ancient Rome can sit calmly for an interview with a woman in green lipstick she's the same woman in the bathtub is this a bad dream we're living in folks are we living Let's just get into what America has come to. Let's talk about. Let's get into what America has come to. Right now, the news is filled with news of newsmen lying. Dan Rather, Jason Blair, Rolling Stone, and now Brian Williams. How can you mistakenly say that your helicopter was shot down? Wouldn't you be pretty clear about that? We all have our Walter Mitty moments. I know I do. But we don't broadcast them on national TV as if they're actually news. Apparently, we're supposed to believe these people no matter what they say. Them and the White House press secretary with the unbelievable name of Josh Ernest. Now, I'm getting my ideas here from an article in The Mad Thinker. I mean, <laughs> oh my goodness, in The American Thinker, titled The Mad Hatter's Lament here. 
So if you if you get a chance to go over to the American Thinker, pull up the article Mad Hatter's Lament because there's a great article here. Lying, of course, starts with not telling ourselves the truth. I just watched a documentary about the dating of the Exodus. The experts were both irrational and dogmatic in stating that the Exodus had to have happened around 1250 BC, but that there's no evidence that it happened at that time. Therefore, it didn't happen at all. Despite increasing impressive evidence for the Exodus happening 1450 BC, not BCE. The new designation is just silly. We're still counting from the birth of Christ. We still are. So check out the article in the American Thinker and then just kind of read along with me because it's just telling us it's a roadmap to where we have come from and where we may be going to in the age of Obama. Okay, so let's go on. Then, this week, the supporters of the religion of peace doused a man in a cage with gasoline and burned him alive. They've also been crucifying children, selling sex slaves, throwing gas off, uh, gays off of rooftops, stoning women, and burying kids alive. Kids, folks. And our president, the one of the green lipstick interview responds by pointing out how bad the crusades were. Evidently, the smartest man on the planet didn't know or doesn't know that the crusades were started to fend off, guess who? The supporters of his beloved religion of peace. Now let me ask you this, folks. Is what Obama's doing right now, is what he's doing right now, no? Doesn't it tell you that he's not pro-American, that he's not pro-America, that he is a Muslim sympathizer, in fact, a Muslim? If he's not a Muslim, he certainly is a Muslim sympathizer, more so than he is American. You know, <laughs> let, let, let's uh, let's go to the uh, let's listen to Judge Janine because I gotta I gotta I I've got to I've got to suspect that some of you missed um, Judge Janine's scathing um, soliloquy. Or her or her take on what President Obama said during the national prayer breakfast, folks. Let's take a listen, and we'll come back shortly. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Take a listen, and, and, and we'll break in from time to time, but I'd like to get your thoughts. So if you'd like to call in, uh, the number is 347 347- 884-8500. So bear with me because we're most likely going to play the judge in her entirety, and in, 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 I'm sure it will be entertaining for some of you who did not get a chance to, to listen to her, her speak on this matter. All right, take a listen. Hello and welcome to Justice. I'm Judge Janine Pirro. Thanks for being with us tonight. You know, I've been watching this president for six years. And after this week's prayer breakfast, it all came together. It finally made sense to me. Barack Obama is comfortable with extremism. He's okay with it. He's nonplussed. It's part of what happens. It explains why he goes golfing within minutes of announcing the beheading of an American. It explains why he didn't join 40 world leaders in France to denounce Islamic terrorism. It explains why he doesn't attend certain funerals. Why he does nothing about the wholesale slaughter of Christians in the Middle East. Or the raping, beheading, crucifying, and burying alive of children there. 
why he doesn't get excited about people who cross his red lines. And it explains why he so easily pivots to health care after announcing the burning alive of a coalition pilot. But back to the prayer of breakfast. Take a look at this. And lest we get on our high horse and think this is unique to some other place, remember that during the Crusades and the Inquisition, people committed terrible deeds in the name of Christ. So it is not unique to one group or one religion. There is a tendency in us, a sinful tendency, that can pervert and distort our faith. You know, the president's comments didn't make sense to a lot of people, including Joe Scarborough. You almost have to ask the question, where did he go to church? Where would he get such ideas from? You know, Joe, I'm so glad you asked that question. It took me back to this man whose church the president attended. Oh, no, no, not God bless America, God damn America, that's in the Bible for killing innocent people. Of course, that's the famous Reverend Jeremiah Wright, in whose, in whose pew the president sat for two decades. And what was that other thing, get off our high horse? Are Americans on a high horse because we condemn the jihad of Islamic terrorists? Are you saying it's our turn? that we have it coming, or that by pointing out centuries-old wrongdoing, you excuse the slaughter of innocents today? Mr. President, what's most interesting is that with the Crusaders, you so easily identify them as Christians. Why is it so hard for you to identify today's jihadi terrorists as Muslim? Throw a rock at Christians? No problem, but never speak of Islamic terrorists. Mr. President, aside from the obvious that was then and this is now, the Koran is interpreted by some as demanding jihad, the taxing or killing of non-believers, and a worldwide caliphate. And surprise, today's terrorists are beheading, imposing that same jizya tax, and in their march, to create an even bigger Islamic State. Stop apologizing and stop pussyfooting around with this language dance. We get it. Not all Muslims are terrorists. It was Egypt, the country of 90% Muslim, that rose up against the jihadists who were also Muslim. Consider this. The first World Trade Center attack in 1993 by Muslims. The USS Cole bombers were Muslim. The Fort Hood shooter was Muslim. The shoe bomber was Muslim. The underwear bomber was Muslim. The Boston bombers were Muslim. The September 11th hijackers were Muslim. Mr. President, please identify what other violence is being committed against Americans in the name of any other religion. Or is it just coincidence. You know, you identify terrible deeds in the name of Christ. Why not identify terrible deeds in the name of Muhammad, the prophet of Islam? Calling Fort Hood workplace violence is a joke. People can't believe that that's how you categorize it. But then again, your administration erases words out of reports identifying terrorists as Islamic. Stop defending Islam. Start protecting Americans. Stop saying what Islam doesn't stand for and start saying what you as our president intend to do about this. Recent polls suggest that the overwhelming majority of Americans think it's at least somewhat likely Islamic terrorists will launch an attack on U.S. soil soon. But I believe you are so comfortable with extremism that you've lost an understanding of the danger to Americans. You boast a security policy of strategic patience. What are you waiting for? 
While you wait, they keep winning and Iran gets closer to nuclear enrichment. All the while you open our borders, reduce our military, and criticize Americans and America at the UN and in Cairo. If nothing more, you're consistent. Extremism is just a part of life. But the danger, your nonchalant attitude, puts our entire nation in jeopardy. Just this week, your FBI director said that there were open cases looking into individuals who may be connected to ISIS in virtually every state but Alaska. In any given situation in history, people look to a leader when they are concerned. Your actions, your statements, your personal behavior suggest that none of this is a big deal. Even ISIS sees that Americans seem desensitized to beheadings. And so they move to the almost unimaginable, burning someone alive. Mr. President, Americans are angry and frightened. The impact on us is enormous. For many, the fear is overwhelming. I hate to think that the only solution that we have is to look forward to a real leader in 2016. And God, I hope it won't be too late. And that's my open. Tell me what you think on my Facebook page or Twitter at Judge Janine, hashtag Justice Open. The outrage, though. Damn. Welcome back, folks, to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. I just got to say this one thing. Damn. She got in that ass again, and she told it like it is. That President Obama is a jackass and that he is a Muslim sympathizer. When you stand in front of a plethora of Christians, Episcopalians, Catholics, a bunch of folks, Christians, and you talk about the Crusades and how Christians committed atrocities in the name of the Lord in front of Christians a thousand years ago to say, uh, you know what, <laughs> this isn't so bad. It isn't so bad. You know, so let's not get on our high horse and, you know, get all, you know, uppity about a few beheadings and burning a man alive. Because you know what? Christians did it. A thousand years ago. Christians did stuff like that. A thousand years ago. So what if these guys are talking about coming to the White House and chopping my head off? Mine. The President of the United States. It's all good. You know, so what if, you know, ISIS is talking, or ISIL, is talking about coming to America and taking over and lobbing heads off? So what if they're burying children alive? You know, those damn Christians, seven, eight, nine, a thousand years ago, they did stuff like that. They did similar stuff. Throwing gays off of rooftops? No biggie, because you know what? Christians were, you know, folks did stuff in the name of Christ a thousand years ago. What the hell? What was this clown thinking? What was he thinking, my friends? Perhaps he wasn't thinking at all. Perhaps he just did what he usually does, is put his foot in his own ass, just like Joe Biden does, except he did it in a more sophisticated, stupid way. You know, when Joe Biden says something really stupid, it's like, oh, well, that's old Uncle Joe. You know how he is. 
you know, he, uh, you know, he's like your, the guy you invite over for, you know, Christmas dinner or, you know, a birthday party or something, and he says something really crazy. You know, kind of like me when I'm invited somewhere. And I'll say something like really bizarre, and folks will go, huh? What? What did he just say? But Obama's different, folks. But there's something I have to ask myself. Does he really believe what he says? Or or is it all just for political effect, to send conservatives into a tizzy, eat up the airwaves, and keep us off balance? He must have known how ridiculous, how unintelligent, and how offensive his comments were going to sound. There's a pause after he delivers the crusade remark. You, you can see it. And I just wonder, did he... Did it dawn on him? Did it did did it did something click in his feeble mind? Damn, this was a stupid thing to say. Who wrote this shit? I should have proof I should have proofread this crap before I before I had it loaded onto my prompter. What the you know did you think he had a WTF moment when he paused like that? I find it odd. I find it strange. I find it bizarre that a president, notably lacking in humility and frequently riding his own high horse, would lecture American Christians about those subjects because they presumably condemn acts of barbarism by Islamists. Talk about disconnects while we're at it. Let's know just just one more. Obama, at the National Prayer Breakfast, also extorted us, exhorted us, E-X-H-O-R-T-E-D, us, to, quote, uphold the distinction between our faiths and our governments, between church, and between state, end quote. Last time I checked, it was not Christians, unless you believe that Obama is a Christian, who were using government power to restrict the religious liberties of others. Obama, however, has conspicuously, conspicuously infringed on the conscious rights of Christians in supporting mandates that require religious organizations to pay for contraceptions, contraceptions and infantis- abortions, infanticide. Think about that. You know, and like I said in previous blog talk radio shows, I have accused Obama of having no balls, of, have, of being nutless, a nutless monkey. But he's, apparently I was wrong. He's got balls as big as church bells. To stand in front of Christians and say that wild, crazy shit that he said. Obama, too busy lecturing Christians about atrocities that restrict People's choice of faith, though there are no Christian theocracies in this world, to note that many Muslim nations in the world are theoretic and under the Sharia law. Let's take a short break, and we'll come right back. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones. Situation Report. We'll be right back. The Sit Rep with Doc Jones. He has a unique perspective. But, but, I happen to view the jobless numbers when they come out every Thursday at 8.30 on Fox News for and Balance as a good thing. Is he crazy? When the jobless numbers come out and they're bad, I'm happy. Is what? I'm happy. I'm happy. Because 
that just gets President Obama that much closer to the door. And heading back to Chicago or wherever the hell he's from. You know what? I have no shame about it. I have no shame about it. None. None. The Situation Report with Dr. C. Robert Jones. Weekdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. committed in the name of Islam was to defend Islam and attack Christianity and Christians, who Obama apparently believes are holding their noses in the air, thinking they don't engage in such behavior in the name of their religion. Foremost on his mind was to correct the record on Islam, kind of a preemptive defense of the religion he holds dear from his childhood against any attempt to tar it based on thousands of isolated incidents. So he says, here's where his moral equivalency reared its ugly head once again. He said, we see faith being twisted and distorted, used as a wedge or worse, sometimes used as a weapon. That was his prediction for chronicling, chronicling the recent decapitation and despicable acts of ISIS. By the way, that in his moral bewilderment he refused to utter. And then glibly transitioning into certain regrettable actions committed by or what the support of Christians in history. You know, it amazes me. It amazes me how this guy got elected for a second time. Clearly, he is un-American. He is Against Christianity, he's not a Christian. He stood by for 20 years in Reverend Jeremiah Wright's church on the south side of my hometown, Chicago, Illinois, and listened to liberation theology for 20 years. Claims he never heard Jeremiah Wright's controversial subject matter, like not 
God bless America, God damn America, that's in the Bible. But that's the church he attended, which really isn't a church at all. But no blanket condemnation would be complete without Obama's obligatory and habitual denunciation of slavery and Jim Crow. Only this time he cited them as examples not of America's evil past, but of the evils committed in the name of Christianity. Let's not forget that part. As long as we're talking about wedges and weapons, it sure seems to me that if that's precisely how Obama continues to use slavery and Jim Crow, he just will not let these things go. It obviously never occurred to him that Christianity was one of the main driving forces in eradicating slavery in this country. But we can hardly expect him to give us a fair reading of Christianity's role when he is on a mission to demonize it in order to sanitize Islam. Obama is the one who needs to demonstrate a little humility and dismount his own elevated steed. He needs to put aside the pride that contributes to clouding his judgment about acts of terror committed by Islamists. He needs to recognize that it is nothing short of an act of moral cowardice to suggest that the multitudinous atrocities committed in the name of Islam today, whether or not they are representative of the, of the true religion of Islam, bear any comparison to acts of Christians today or in the past. But will he? Lady Michelle is in the house and she's typed up quite a bit. Lady Michelle writes that, yes, Karen, to Karen from Idaho in the chat room, he knows exactly what he's doing. And he's doing little to nothing to destroy the enemies of, of America, but lots to destroy the relationships of our allies. Indeed, I couldn't agree more. This vendetta that he and the Democrats are carrying out as it relates to Benjamin Netanyahu are going to backfire. They are going to backfire in 2016 because there's certain things about Jewish people that are true. One is a lot of them are very powerful and a lot are very rich. And do you think a lot of that jacks going to go to a Democrat now that Obama has shown his disdain for Israel and Benjamin Netanyahu, who is loved and revered both here on American soil and in his home state of Israel? Do you think this isn't going to backfire just a little bit on the Democrats? Because Obama can't pay but the Democrats sure the hell can. And those powerful Jewish citizens of this great country, I suspect, who have very long memories, are going to remember the Democrats' snub of Benjamin Netanyahu, which is coming up uh, later on next month, and Obama's shabby treatment of him. Yeah, it's all going to come to a head soon. And you guess what? On occasion, I listen to MSNBC on the radio, or maybe I'll watch in the morning just to just to kind of get an idea of what's going on over there, what they're talking about. And Scarborough had a had an interesting take on what uh, what Obama had to say during the prayer breakfast. Did you see that? It was it was it was pretty good. It was pretty good. And I tell you what, 
you know, and he took a lot of heat, uh, uh, Chuck Scarborough from uh, on MSNBC. I forget the name of the show because I don't, I don't really watch it all that much. But I did tune in the other day just to kind of get a reaction of you know what they were talking about with regard to uh, you know what Obama was was saying. But you know what, there are others who were taken aback by what Obama had to say with regard to the prayer breakfast. And, and I'll give you a listen right here to uh, Stearns as to why Obama smeared Christians at the prayer event. Take a listen to this. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. I'm Todd Starnes with this American Dispatch. President Obama smeared Christians on Thursday. Here's the president at the National Prayer Breakfast. And lest we get on our high horse and think this is unique to some other place, remember that during the Crusades and the Inquisition, People committed terrible deeds in the name of Christ. In our home country, slavery and Jim Crow all too often was justified in the name of Christ. Did you ever imagine the day would come when an American president would twist and distort and insult those who follow Christ? On Wednesday, the president met privately with Muslim American leaders. The White House refuses to tell us who was in that meeting. Reporters were banned. The White House released a statement that read, in part, the president discussed the need to continue countering ISIL and other groups that commit horrific acts of violence, purportedly in the name of Islam. Purportedly, the Islamic radicals are not shouting, Jesus saves, when they crucify children and burn grown men alive. They're shouting, Allah Akbar. Franklin Graham put it like this. Writing in part on Facebook, Jesus taught peace, love, and forgiveness. He came to give his life for the sins of mankind, not to take life. Muhammad, on the contrary, was a warrior and killed many innocent people. True followers of Christ emulate Christ. True followers of Muhammad emulate Muhammad. But in the eyes of this president, those who follow Islam can do no wrong. And when push comes to shove, President Obama has demonstrated he will always always stand with the Muslims. And that is today's American Dispatch. To sound off, check out my page on foxnews.com. All right, welcome back, folks, to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. I said Chuck Scarborough of MSNBC's Morning Joe. His actual name is Joe Scarborough. I'm so sorry about that. Uh, Joe had some interesting things to say about... uh, President Obama's um, behavior. And, uh, you know, uh, Mark Levine had some things to say. And, you know, this has really gotten a lot of attention. Obama's gotten a lot of attention for saying things, you know, that were just completely asinine. This is going to go right down there with the you didn't bill that. Uh, uh, and if, if you got a business, you didn't build that and, uh, you know, fat cat bankers and fat cats in Washington and all that craziness. This is going to be like the, this is going to follow him around for quite some time. And you know what? I don't ever suspect, I don't, I don't suspect that Obama wants to, uh, to lessen this, this controversy. I don't, I don't think he, I don't think it bothers him at all. I think that Obama believes you know, because at first I was thinking that perhaps it's this is a, an issue about um, you know how how liberals like to you know engage in in a in a, in a, in a lot of uh, political correctness, you know. And I was thinking maybe this has something to do with that. But then you know I read a lot about President Obama, you know a lot about his. A lot about his his early years, and you know, I have a, quite a few books here that deal with Obama's um, you know upbringing. And you know, Obama was originally you know he was raised as a Muslim. He was. I mean, and and this is this, this is no secret. He wasn't raised in a Christian faith. He was raised as in the Muslim faith. And so, what he is doing, he's attempting to protect you know the 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 Muslims. He's he the Muslim faith, you know, and and I think that you know those of us who are Christians, 
you know, we protect, or, or Episcopalian in my case, you know, or Catholic, you know, we like to to protect. You know, I, I'm trying to help the guy out. <laughs> there's just there's just no way there's just no way to do it. So I'm I'm gonna go ahead and stop. I'm gonna I can't. It, there's no protecting him. There's no protecting him. The call-in number is 347-884-8500. We'll be right back. Here are three radio commentaries from 1976 that express these themes. They are titled Socialism, Soviet Visas, and America's Strengths. I guess all of us have had the experience of getting into a discussion and coming up with the right answer two hours later when we're all alone. I'll be right back. My award for someone who thought of the right answer while the discussion was still going on is a young man named Brad Lanaweaver a member of Young Americans for Freedom at Pennsylvania State University. He has written of an encounter on the campus with a pretty young lady who believes socialism is the answer to our problems. His own philosophy was self-evident because he was wearing a button that proclaimed, Cut Down Big Government. With the cool breeze stirring her hair, she asked what Brad described as her ace-up-the-sleeve question. Even you right-wingers don't want to starve. Wouldn't you like a guarantee that you won't ever go hungry? Brad knew that if he admitted to this, she'd follow with, so why not such a guarantee for shelter, medicine, and all the rest? He paused, and then gave her the victory she was seeking, or so she thought. He said, sure, I'd like to lay my hands on everything I can get. Oh, she said, but the state is the closest you can come to such a guarantee. Brad described her as braced for a counterattack involving the magic of the market mechanism, but he threw another curve. Sure, he said, I grant that. There's something more. I'd like a guarantee of shelter and medical treatment and even some recreation. She must have thought she had a convert. A little shocked, she spoke, but that's what we support. Why are you wearing that button? She meant, of course, that cut-down big government button. Brad wasn't finished. He said to her, I would also like a yacht. Somewhat defeated, she answered, well, if you're not going to be serious about it. But I am, Brad said, as earnestly as he could. I would really and truly like a yacht. Also a seaside villa. Look, she said sternly, you know what I'm talking about. Sharing. I'm not interested in your greedy daydreams. I'm asking what everyone should have. All right, Brad answered, I understand. Let everyone have a yacht. But how, she asked lucidly with the first sign of a rational thought. Don't bother me with that, he said. There'll be a way, I'm sure. Just so everyone has a yacht. However, there is one more thing I would like. What, she asked. Two yachts. Brad wrote that she looked rather unpleasant at that point, and he feared for his safety. Then she declared, It's people like you who keep socialism from working. And Brad agreed. Yes, quite right. Perhaps if people like me were put away somewhere, socialism would have a chance. By now she was really glaring as she tried to think of an answer. Brad continued, But there's still one problem. How many are there, like me? Well, not as many as you think, she said, and walked away. And then Brad came up with a really appropriate last line. He wrote, There she's wrong, and that's why she's a socialist. How right he is. Socialists ignore the side of man that is of the spirit. They can provide shelter, fill your belly with bacon and beans, treat you when you're ill, all the things that are guaranteed to a prisoner or a slave. They don't understand that we also dream. Yes, even of sometime owning a yacht. This is Ronald Reagan. Thanks for listening. All right, welcome back, folks, to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Listen to me. I keep hearing that the Earth, the Earth's temperatures are rising. Hottest year on record. But that's the same year that sported 2,000 record lows in America alone. What did I miss? The polar ice packs are the largest ever. It snowed in Hawaii this winter. In short, we're ready to destroy a huge economy to send the whole world spinning 
out into the darkness just because of a half dozen computer models that were built to with questionable data and government grants. I'm talking about global warming here, folks. Because what we're doing right now is we're continuing on with this theme of where not only America, but the world is heading in the age of Obama. I can't see how it's connected, but people seem real confused about gender these days. Male and female created he them. Genesis 1 to 7. That just doesn't cut it anymore. Boys can choose to be girls and have access to the girls' restrooms and locker rooms whether the girls are comfortable with that or not. Surgeons claim to be able to work sex change miracles and taxpayers are being asked to foot the bill. No one seems at all curious about exactly how effective this surgery is. Even if it actually turns a man into a woman, Facebook now has lists of 50 listen to me, Facebook now lists 51 different genders to choose from. 51. I thought there were only two. Man, male and female. Will surgeons be able to keep up? I mean, if Henry is born a male but thinks he's a female, and if Susan is born a female but wants to be a male, can they team up and trade parts? If Susan is then attracted to women, is she now straight because she has Henry's equipment? What if it's Henrietta she's attracted to? What if Henry had been married to a gay man, then changed genders? Does that dissolve the marriage? It's also confusing, isn't it, folks? And if all I ever did was watch TV, I'd have the idea that a third of the population is gay. While I'm at it, I should bring up the fact that pedophilia seems to be trending amongst both Hollywood and government elites, and gay marriage is now acceptable to 44% of the population. People aren't talking about – people are talking about the three-parent baby options. While this is designed to help parents with genetic problems, I can see it already slipping out of its cage. We currently have inbreeding problems with IVF. Some 60,000 IVF babies have been born here. And anonymous sperm donors. How can a girl know whether she's not falling in love with her half-brother? Or would that be her one-third brother? On a different note, I hear... We've recovered from the awful recession of 2008, but the number of full-time jobs is the lowest it's ever been, and the number of people on welfare and disability is the highest ever. I'm sure I didn't just dream that. And health insurance is now cheaper? Oh, right. It's much more expensive, but the government is going to continue saying it's cheaper, and that seems okay with people. Because if the government says it's cheaper, then of course it's cheaper, even though it's even though it's not. Speaking of knowledge, every time I see one of those man on the street interviews, I'm left with my mouth hanging open. Our college students, like the uh, – think uh, Che Guevara, <laughs> Che Guevara freed the slaves in 1776 just shortly after Columbus killed all the Indians who taught the pilgrims to eat turkey on Thanksgiving. The students no longer believe in God, but they celebrate the holiday anyway, wolfing down tofurkey – that's tofu turkey – and pumpkins. For this education, they shell out $50,000 a year on average. Speaking of, a, of pumpkins, a teacher I know was recently accosted by an angry parent who flipped inside out because her son had just learned that the great pumpkin wasn't real. Apparently, the worship of T.G. 
P, the great pumpkin, was an important religion in their household. <laughs> you can't make this crap up. Meanwhile, the rainbow has been shanghaied by lay by the lesbian gay community to ornate the great gay the gay the, the gay pride parades where people prance about in their birthday suits or in leotards festooned with feathers and sequins. Noah and Sado Gomorrah be damned. People are flocking to the theaters to see Fifty Shades of Sex while their children go to school-sponsored sex conferences where they learn about the wonders of electronic vibrators and mutual masturbation. My head just spins. I keep expecting the Red Queen to come whirling into the room, swinging her flamingo. That wouldn't be any weirder than what's on the news. Not that we can believe what's on the news, I'm afraid, because, well, Brian Williams, he's a tough guy. He nearly had his plane shot down. This is what we're what's occurring here in the age of Obama, and some of it, some of it's funny. Some of it's hilarious, isn't it? Some of the things that you're hearing me say say you're probably laughing, right? And it's it's crazy. But remember this, folks. There was another country on another continent far, far away. It was it was called the Roman Empire. And it lasted a long time. The Romans were the most powerful, most advanced civilization on earth. Some might argue that Egypt was, but it was the Roman Empire that influences our civilizations to this very day, America especially. That Roman Empire was all-powerful, rich, prosperous, educated, the most powerful country on earth. Sound familiar? What destroyed that great empire was overexpansion, fighting wars on multiple fronts. Yeah, that's one. But what was the what was the I mean that that was a match that lit the fuse. But what what was the big kaboom? It was the it was it was the decadence that destroyed the Roman Empire. It, it, it was it was decadence. It was a crumbling of moral values of of clarity. It was a it was it was a breakdown of the family structure. It was a breakdown of structure. Period. That destroyed. The Roman Empire. So all that I have been saying tonight and all that I have read from an article in The American Thinker titled mm-hmm, – can you remember what, what the title was? Yeah, The Mad Hatter's Lament in The American Thinker, dated February 9, 2015 by Dina Caldwell. All that I have said and all that I have read tonight so far – Suggest that we are the next to fall. Yeah, there's this whole idea that we should do what we feel. Remember the nice the Nike commercial back in the eighties? Just do it. Just do it. And there's no more thought in our language. How many times have you heard someone speak to you in a conversation and they said, well, I feel like this or I feel this way? Count the number of times that someone has spoken to you and talked about how much they feel and how they feel as opposed to what they think and what they believe. You see, folks, I am a history professor. 
My PhD is in history. I have been a history buff since I could read, since before that time, I believe, if my memory serves. And I can see that America is going directly down the very same path as that most once most powerful nation on earth, the Roman Empire. We're going down that road, except we're going a little bit faster. Because we, we haven't been around nearly as long as the Roman Empire, and we probably won't be. Based on where we're going. I remember when the word gay simply meant happy. How many of you remember that? All of this confusion that we're seeing here, all of the political correctness, the Roman Empire suffered from these very same things, and we have not learned a lesson from them. And some have said, some have said to me, well, if this nation collapses, so be it. No nation lasts forever. I've actually had folks say that to me. Folks, there's so much at stake here. Understand our history as a nation and understand the history of other great nations that no longer exist. Read about them. And read about why they no longer exist. It's the same thing, only a different century or two Everything that I read in that article has happened in some form or another to Greece, Rome, Carthage. Think of some of the great civilizations that are no longer here, that are no that, that have dissolved. We're going down that road. Is it too late? I sure hope not. Well, it's time to go. I want to thank you all for listening tonight. You've been a great audience, as always. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. There's so many things that you could be doing, and you chose to come in and listen to my show tonight. And I thank you for it. We've run a little bit over time. I'm going to go over to the, um, yeah, I'm going to go over to the exceptional conservatives. Uh, to to yeah, I'm going to I'm headed that way. See what's going on over there. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be a great show. It's probably going on right. Yeah, of course it's going on right now. I have gone into his time, but you know what? It's all good because we had a good conversation tonight. Lady Michelle says she's off to bed. Good night, Michelle. Good night, Karen. Good night, Pendleton Marines, Republican Marines, the Binary Prince, my guest, Casanova, Frankenstein, Alexander Solo. Hey, the exceptional conservative show is on right now. Head on over there. I'm headed that way. Good night, folks. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. We're out.
Take or leave it if I please. 